firm, relying trust. So you have trust that is unshakable. I'm a Bible teacher, so I am going to take you through a lot of scriptures. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God that changes us. Can we open our Bibles in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 and 9? Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever thing here happens, or what, what is happening here? Whatsoever thing are pure, whatsoever thing are lovely, whatsoever thing are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those things. Your success is determined by your thought process. Your success is determined by your thought process. Your success is not determined by your pastor. Your success is not determined by a prophet or anybody who's leading you. Your success is determined by you. I want you to tell yourself, my success is determined by me. My success is determined by me. Time has come for the church to be accountable for their own lives. The Every believer must be accountable of their own life. Time has come for believers not to ride on other believers. You come to church so that you are taught faith. And faith is a lifestyle. So everyone who lives a lifestyle of faith, success is going to come. How do you know success is going to come? Because you are living a lifestyle of faith. Everyone who is living a lifestyle of faith, healing is going to come. How do you know you are going to be healed? Because you are living a lifestyle of faith. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 reads, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So Apostle Paul is teaching us something here. He directs us to our thoughts. So our thoughts are important. Paul is directing us to what we think. What you think is important. What thought will cause one to be prosperous in this life and until eternity? So whatever you are thinking right now is going to take you into eternity. So don't think when you go to heaven, things are going to be different. They will be determined by your thoughts right now. Because what you work in this life is going to determine your position and your crown in heaven. Are you with me? So what you do right now is important. My zeal is to see the church changing, the thoughts of the church changing, and the thoughts of the church being aligned to what Jesus says. Because what you do right now 
is going to affect the millennium. Jesus is coming soon. In the next few years, we are going to enter into the millennium. We are going to enter into eternity where Jesus is the ruler of this world. But everything that is going to happen in that eternity is determined by what we are doing right now. Those who are going to be in charge are those who are going to bring a lot of people to Christ right now. Are you listening to me? Those who are going to be praying for a harvest right now are going to attract a lot of people into the kingdom. And those people are going to have more authority than just believers who are just seated. So he is saying, don't give airtime to your mind. Don't give airtime in your mind on things that are not true. So your thoughts must be based on the truth. Ask your neighbor, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? What you are hearing, is it true? What you hearing, is it and true? what you are hearing, which you are saying, is it true? What you have heard, was it true? And you are now repeating it, is it true? Do you know a lot of people have been destroyed by hearing wrong things and going to repeat wrong things to find out after some time that it was a lie? This is why it is important when you hear anything, is this true or is this false? Don't give airtime to lies because the devil is the father of all lies and he will want you to meditate on his lies. So before you think about anything, determine whether it is true or false. What you think eventually is what will influence your judgments your views and your opinions. So what are your views on life? What has influenced your views of life? How do you see things in life? When disease comes into your house, how do you see it? What is your view when sickness comes into the house? What is your view when there is lack in the house? How do you operate when there is now food in the house? What are your views? What are your judgments? Is your judgment to run in and borrow? Is your judgment uh, to begin to panic? What is your opinion? What does the word of God say about a situation? Every situation, there is a scripture for it. Amen. So how invested are you in finding scripture? Do you know how to find a scripture for, some, for a situation? And if you don't know how to find the scripture, are you learning to know how to search the scripture? Because your knowledge of the scripture is going to give you your way out. Remember, when judgment comes, Jesus is not going to judge you and you say, so and so said this to me. He will say, when the so and so said, what did you say? So, Time has come for every believer to be accountable of their life. So, it determines eventually the character of who you are. Your thoughts are your character. Your judgments are your character. Your views are your character. Your opinions are your character. 
Everything that is not in line with the word of God is not true. How do you know that anything is true? The word of God. So in other words, the word of God is our ruler. In other words, you judge yourself by the word of God. Everything back to the word of God. You see, it is so easy and yet so difficult. God has never meant this life to be complicated. This is why he gave us his word. Because in his word is how life must be lived. John chapter 17, verse 17. And it reads, sanctify. John chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them. In other words, purify them. Consecrate them. Separate them. For yourself, make them holy by the truth. How does God separate you? I've been preaching for quite some time that get out of the world. How do you get out of the systems of the world? How do you get out of the world? You get out of the world by the truth. And what is the truth? Your word is truth. His word is truth. The word of God is truth. Get away from the systems of the world. The world, the world and the word don't go together. As long as you are in the systems of the world, you are living a lie. How do you find yourself? You find yourself in the truth. And where is the truth? The word of God is truth. God purifies and separates you for himself by his word. So it is the word of God that has been highly exalted. So when we preach anything, and without preaching the word of God, we have done nothing. Why? Because it is in the word of God, what God says, what is written in the Bible, that is life, that is truth. So without the word of God, there is no truth. Without the word of God, there is no life. So the lifestyle of faith can only be lived in the word of God. If you are not in the word of God, there is no lifestyle of faith. I am tired of seeing people who talk and you don't see any results. Time has come for us to begin to see results. And results come because of a lifestyle. What are you doing every second? What are you doing every minute? What are you doing every hour? Whatever you are doing becomes a lifestyle. So a lifestyle of faith is a lifestyle of overcoming. Without faith, we cannot overcome. Revelations chapter 21 verse 7. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 7. And he, and he who seated in the throne said, I see, I make all things new. Tell your neighbor, he is making all things new. God is making all things new. So in other words, everything God has for you, he is saying, I am making it new. 
So there is a lifestyle which is about to change. A lifestyle of newness. Also, he said, record this. For these sayings are faithful and true. God is not a liar. He said he's making all things new. And he's saying all these sayings are faithful. In other words, they are accurate. When God talks of faithfulness, he is talking of accuracy. What God is making is accurate, incorruptible, trustworthy, true, genuine. God is saying what I'm making is genuine. His words are faithful and true. They are accurate and incorruptible, genuine and trustworthy. What must influence your decision should be true. Every decision you make, you must ask yourself, is this true or is this lies? Do you want to be successful in this life? Look for truth. Because without truth, there is no success. The devil will try and show success, but the devil's success is never success because it's lie. Why? Because anything that is lie is going to come to an end. But whatever is true is established until eternity. So what must influence our decision right now? What must influence our decisions when we come out of this conference? Because this conference is a lifestyle of faith. You can come to this conference and still go in and live a defeated life. God put in this upon the pastor to say it is a lifestyle of faith. So in other words, when you get out from this conference and you still live a lifestyle that is not of faith, then what have you done? What have you spent your weekend doing here? In other words, there's got to be a change. And that change only comes by the truth. It doesn't come by the laying of hands. You see, we can lay hands, but what is happening? You are believing the truth that has been said before the laying of hands. Amen. So in other words, if there is no word of God that has been spoken before laying of hands, then the laying of hands is in, is in vain. There must be the truth first, and then laying of hands happen. It's just a point of contact. Are you listening to me? Amen. What is true is sacred and already established. So in other words, anything that is sacred cannot be moved. Anything that is established cannot be moved. Psalm number 119, uh, stanza 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is sacred in heaven. This is why he says when you bind anything on earth, it is bound in heaven. Because what are you bounding? You are using the word of God to bind and loose. Yeah. So whatever you do here on earth, the heavens circles it. Amen. You see, the heavens does not circle your words. Because your words are not in heaven. His words are in heaven. So we got to come to this place where we find out, where we know his word 
When we know his word, then speak it. When you speak it, the heaven says yes. It's established in heaven. So his word stands firm in heaven. Stop wasting time thinking things that are not firm. Because you will think about things that are not firm and they will not come to pass and you spend the whole year thinking about things that are not firm. What have you just done? Wasted the whole year. Are you listening to me? Matthew chapter 24 verse 35. Matthew chapter 24 verse 35. Sky and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This world we see is going to pass away. Everything we see is going to pass away, but his word will not pass away. Can you see how established are his words? So why are we wasting time on something that is going to pass away? His words go into eternity. What we see is temporal. Our words are temporal, but his words are established. They will not pass away. His word is the gospel written in the Bible. And that gospel, that word is Jesus. So what was I saying all along? I was bringing you here. Who is the word? The word is Jesus. The word is Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 1 up to 3. John chapter 1 verse 1 up to 3. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Are you listening to me here? Are you hearing me? The word which is established, the word which was in the beginning, the word which is for eternity is Jesus. That same word became flesh. In other words, we beheld it. Everything that is written in the Bible is the word that has become flesh. Jesus, the word of God, who was in the beginning. And the word is God. The word is God. The word was with God. The word and God are one. As I'm talking to you right now, who, who's speaking to you? You know my name, isn't it? Who's speaking right now? God is using this body. Do you understand? But whatever I speak in me, I want. Because it's my voice. My voice is just an amplification of who I am. Because if I don't talk, then you will not know my mind. But the moment I open my mouth, you know my mind. God so loved the world that he wanted the world to know his mind. And what does God do? He gave it his word. He took his word out of him. Poof, and made it flesh. And that word is Jesus. Can you see? This is why Jesus is the only name. There is no other name. Why? Because Jesus is the word of God. There is no one in this world that is the word of God except Jesus. So the gospel of Paul, which is preaching uh, he, from the beginning, he is taking us into the word of God. 
And that word, we get it by faith. So in other words, faith, the word, are incompatible. Well, is that the right? They are compatible, or you can't separate them. That's the term which I need. The inseparable. There is another word about. Huh? Okay. There it is. Yes. So uh, that's faith. You cannot talk of the word of God and you don't talk of faith. You cannot talk of faith and you don't talk about the word of God. So what is the most important thing for a believer? The word of God, faith. Why? Because you hear the word of God by faith. If you don't have faith, then the word of God becomes stories. Have you heard stories of Dumpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty <laughs> fell off the wall? Those are all stories. Do you understand? They don't change you. They are stories. But the word of God, when you hear it by faith, it changes you. Then it becomes a lifestyle. In other words, the word of God becomes one with you. Are you listening to that? The word of God becomes one with you. His word remains in existence forever. This word is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is so important. I actually wonder why, you know, you see people not coming to church to hear the gospel. And I'm saying, really, do they think they are better off where they are? Are you better off at home without hearing the word of God? The word of God is Jesus. So right now you are hearing Jesus talk. I said right now you are hearing Jesus talk. The only Jesus you will see is someone talking this word. A lot of people are looking for Jesus. They are running up and down. Others are fasting, looking for Jesus. Do you know where you need to find Jesus? Just go and sit where Jesus is preached. That you will find Jesus. You will hear Jesus. And that's where change is. You see, when our minds begin to be renewed and begin to see the word of God as it is, I'm telling you, your life is about to be a life of miracles. Because the word of God is a miracle. How does the word become flesh? That's a miracle. God becoming a person, that's a miracle. Verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. Jesus is the word of God. Anything that is not from the gospel of Jesus will come to an end. It will eventually fail. Anything that is not from Jesus will eventually fail. Any minister who preaches any other gospel which is not the gospel of Jesus will eventually fail. I've seen them come, I've seen them become big, 
and I've seen them fall. What happened? Because Jesus was not the center of their gospel. I said, Jesus must be the center of the gospel. There is no any other gospel except the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Christ is the place where you discover who you are. So when you are hearing the gospel, you are discovering yourself. The path of life to follow is scripted. It is in the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, the gospel. I've preached sometime a gospel which says we are all actors when we are doing the gospel. In other words, we become the biggest, the greatest film stars you have ever seen. Think of one uh, a movie which you like the most, which you will watch over and over and over. Why? Because it is so interesting. You are seeing uh, these people who are doing exploits, things which can, they cannot do. Uh, you know, the camera does all that for them. You understand? They are shot and the bullets are just, you know, they are just running. They are just running, you know, dodging all the bullets and, you know, uh, or they are shot, they are taking out those bullets and they are stitching themselves straight away. They start running. No pain whatsoever. But what are we saying? When you do the word of God, you become exactly that. So the people who are in heaven, they are seated looking at you, becoming a macho, overcoming every situation, climbing every mountain which they say you can never climb, casting out every imagination that has been coming to pull you down. Why? Because you have the word of God. If the word says so, I can do it. I am what the word of God says I am. I have what the word of God says I have. Amen. Amen. I can have it if it's written, it's mine. Can you see it? You can live it. That's the lifestyle of faith. This is why obedience to the word is your must be your primary goal. You have to obey the word. How do you have a lifestyle of faith and you are not obeying the word? So how are you living? Remember, faith in the word of God. You read what the word of God says, and then you believe what the word of God says, and you do what the word of God says, then it becomes a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle on the word of God. So this is why obedience is important. If we read the Bible without faith, what you are reading is only stories. And the truth will remain between the covers of the book. And you will never have a personal relationship or knowledge or experience of the word of God. How many people know the Bible in and out? Uh, and yet when you look at their lives. Then they know every scripture. They have crammed it. They know where it is. But they are dying of disease. They will quote to you, by his stripes I'm healed. <laughs> and they are getting, it's getting worse. By his stripes I'm healed. The next thing is you are standing on their uh, funeral and you are saying, oh, okay, he went home. That's why pastors end up lying saying, the Lord taketh and the Lord, no, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. It was time. No, it was never their time. It's someone who failed to do the word of God. Someone who's supposed to die is someone who has lived a whole life. Mm -hmm. If you are still less than 80 years, you haven't 
lived life. So if you die, the devil has stolen. He has lied to you. You failed to stand on the word. This is why you died. Are you listening to me? Amen. So it is important for us to come to this place where we are fully persuaded about the word of God. If it says it, it must come to pass. Doesn't matter what happened. I said, doesn't matter what happened. It can take time. And why is it taking time? It is you working on your faith. It's not God taking time. Oh, I, I've just passed another one. Because a lot of times we say, no, God will do it in his time. No, faith is now. So if you don't take the now, then the God's time is now. The God's time is not tomorrow. God's time is always now. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God's time is always now. Why? Because God works by faith. Faith now. Faith now. Amen. But you have to work on your faith. This is why it takes longer. We have to fight a fight of faith. So in other words, you are now fighting all the other information that has been uh, embedded in your mind. And you have to fight them and fight them until faith wins. And when faith wins, it comes into the natural. And faith is always a winner. You will win if you walk by faith. A lifestyle of faith is a lifestyle of winning. You will keep on winning. You will keep on winning. Psalm number 127, stanza 1. Psalm number 127, stanza 1. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman worketh but in vain. You don't want to waste time on something that is not going to stand. You don't want to waste time on working on something that is vain. You see, you can work but working for nothing. You know, you can be busy doing nothing, but very busy, but doing nothing. Spend the whole year so busy. When you find out on December 31, what did I do this year? I was so busy. And you say, but there's nothing. So what was happening? You were trying to build your own house. And when you build your own house without the word of God, what you are doing is in vain. God is saying, he has already built your house in Christ Jesus. In other words, your house is already in Christ Jesus. He knows how it, it looks like. If you want to see it, look at it in Christ Jesus. And how do you see it in Christ Jesus? You see it by faith. Because if you can't see it, you can't have it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. If you can't comprehend it in your mind, you can't have it. You see, you've got to come to a place where you see it and it's clear. And you begin to tell people what you are seeing. And people say you are mad. Yes. Why am I mad? No, I'm not mad because I'm seeing it. And where am I seeing it? I am seeing it in the truth. Amen. His word is truth. Amen. His word is established. His word will come to pass. So it will come to pass as long as I believe it, as long as I see it. 
Doesn't matter what happens. I will fight a fight of faith until it is birthed into the natural. Then it is coming into the natural. Find what Christ has done in the scripture and believe what he says. Faith is a lifestyle that starts by the Lord building you. You can't live a lifestyle where you are not being built by God. And you are built by him in his word. So in other words, you can live, you can't live your what your lifestyle, how you want to live, and expect God to bless your how. God only blesses his lifestyle, which is in the word. When you begin to live a lifestyle of faith, then the blessing comes forth. God does not bless mess. A lot of people want God to just rubber stamp their lives. You know, God, this is what I want. Oh, please do it. Boom. Is it written in the word? Is, is, is that his goal for you? He won't rubber stamp your goals. God, God will say, find my goal for you. And when you find it, it's already stamped. He doesn't even need to stamp it. Because he has already established it. So that's why it is important for us to understand the life cycle of faith. How does faith come? So number one part, if you didn't know this, put it down. Reputation is good for learning. Uh, what happens? The lifestyle of faith is, one, hearing the word of God. Two, Receiving the word of God. Three, choose to believe the word of God. Four, speak the word of God with your mouth. And five, act upon the word of God. That's the lifestyle of faith. If you don't have those five points, then you cannot live the lifestyle of faith. The lifestyle of faith is hear the word of God, receive the word of God, choose to believe the word of God, speak the word of God, act the word of God. Without that, you can live a lifestyle of faith. I said, without that, you can't live a lifestyle of faith. Anything outside that, it's you living. Yeah. Then I'm going to ask you a question. Are you not tired of living? Are you not tired of living? If you are tired of living, just follow these lifestyles of faith and see God living through you. God begins to live through you. James chapter 2 verse 22 reads, you see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. So what I was saying, faith without action is dead. Don't talk about your faith and we don't see the action of faith. You see, the moment I hear you talk about faith, 
The next thing I want to see is what action are you taking? You see, you begin to take an action of faith before you receive it. <clears throat> before you even see it in the natural. But you are already taking an action of faith. In other words, you are already walking like it so. Talking like it so. You are speaking your healing, and you're, yet you are in the hospital. And you are telling the doctors, by his stripes I'm healed. And then the doctors are saying, but you only have five days. And you say, I respect what you are saying, but I'm going to live a full life. Amen. I'm going to live a full life. Why? Because I have faith. Because Jesus has said so. And I am taking action. You take action by speaking it. You take action by acting like it's so. Faith is made complete by this cycle of faith. There is no shortcut in faith. I said there is no shortcut in faith. Faith is not for lazy people. I said faith is not for lazy people. Do you know what I've seen with, with, with church people, church, church folks? We, let's call them religious folks. I believe I receive and they go and sit down. I believe I receive my job and they go and sleep. I believe I'm going to uh, pass my exams and they don't open any book. And then when they get into the exam, by faith, Holy Spirit bring it into remembrance. What does it bring into remembrance when you have nothing in that mind? Are you listening to me? Amen. By faith, I've got it. All they just, they know is to go into the mountains and pray and pray and pray. When they come down, they sit. Use the same energy which you are going, which you are taking yourself into the mountain to begin to act on what the word of God is saying. Amen. Faith is a fight. Any fight, you can fight it when you are not ready. Everyone has to be ready. If you knew you were going to be fighting a fight, wouldn't you go in and do a lot of jogging <laughs> and a lot of uh, a bit of weight? Because you know you are going to have a boxing fight. You, you, you will buy yourself a punch bag so that you know how to punch, how to... You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't fight and prepare for that fight, then what will happen when you get into the fighting ring? Huh? Your opponent will just give you one punch and you are gone. And this is what happens with believers. One punch and they are running for deliverance. One punch and they are crying. One punch and they stop coming to church. One punch and they are accusing Jesus. One punch and they say, where are you, Jesus? Why? Because they are not strong enough. Paul says in uh, uh, Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. The fight of faith is a personal battle. You don't need someone to fight your battles. You fight your own battle. Your pastor does not fight your battle. Your pastor stands in faith with you. 
and how does he stand in faith with you? He gives you the word. He encourages you to read the word. He encourages you that the word is going to pass. But who is fighting the battle? You are fighting your battle. Your battle of faith is not fought by another person. This is the problem we have in the church. People think someone is accountable for their success. Your success is accountable by you alone, not somebody else. Fight your own battle of faith. No one can fight this fight for you because the only one with authority to your intellect is you. No one can get into your brains. Because that fight is fought in your brains. Stop fighting demons. Jesus has already overcome Satan. You are not in the kingdom of darkness anymore. So you have been put into the kingdom of his dear son. So how are demons coming into the kingdom of Jesus? Because those who are this side cannot come this side. So that means you are taking the kingdom of Jesus to the kingdom of darkness. That's why you are being attacked. Are you listening to me? Your fight is in your mind, not with demons. Satan can only put ideas in your mind. That's the only thing he can do. So it is up to you to pull down and fight what Satan is saying. Have you ever seen the, the, the devil tell you you are now dying? I, I prayed for so many people who are uh, suffering from corona, you know, this season. And a lot of them were defeated in the mind. All of them came to a place where they told me, Pastor, I am tired. I think I am now ready. For, if it means I'm going, I think I'm now ready. And I'll tell them, you see, you have just lost the fight. All right, if you want to go, let me bless you. Bye-bye. We will see you in heaven. Really, they didn't mean that. They wanted me to fight for them. No, in the name of Jesus, you are not going. Then they say, Amen. But you said you, you are tired. Are you listening to me? Your fight is your fight. But all of them, when they said, no, I'm not going anymore. I'm standing on faith. And they close everything and begin to do the word of God. You will hear in 24 hours, they are following you. I can breathe. What happened? They fought their fight and won. Are you with me, somebody? So, you have authority to yourself. That gives you the power of choice. The fight of pulling down stronghold is a fight of faith. Fight your fight of faith. And God calls you a winner. Why? Because his word is established. His word has already won. So, you are fighting with tools that have already won. So you are fighting with tools that have experience. 
You might not have this experience, but the word of God has experience. There is nothing too hard for the word of God. So the fight of faith is a decision on what to do with the information that has been provided to you by the word of God. Take faith, which is the word of God. Faith believes the word of God. Faith acts upon the word of God. Faith then becomes a lifestyle of a believer. So a believer must never panic when things are changing in their lives. It doesn't matter what situation it is. Is it financial? Is it health? Is it relationships? Whatever the devil brings into your life, you know you are able to overcome. Why? Because you run to hear the word of God. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith, so then faith cometh. How does it come? By hearing. So faith is not always there. It comes. So don't worry when you are panicking the first time. What do you need to do? Get faith coming. When you have faith coming, you are going to see yourself calming down. So don't be condemned when you start panicking, when the punch comes and it seems so hard. What do you do when it comes in? Say, wow, let me hear the word of God. Then faith comes. His faith comes by hearing the word of God. It begins to build you up. It builds you up. And you begin to see the bigger picture. And you don't feel the pain. So the results of faith are already rigged. How do you go to an examination where you already have answers? Huh? You are given the examination paper a week before. Really, if you, if you fail, there's something wrong. There's really, there is really something very wrong. Do you understand? There is something very, very wrong. Very wrong. Why? Because you've been told everything that is coming. So it's exactly the fight of faith. You are fighting a fight where you already know the answer. So why cry when you know the answer? Huh? Why worry when you know the answer? Why even doubt when you know the answer? Get into the battle with the knowledge that you have already won. That is the confidence we have in him. We know we have already won. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12 reads, In him we have the boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. We have the boldness. Any believer not living a faith lifestyle cannot face challenges of life with confidence and boldness. So in other words, if you are not living a faith life, you are going to panic every time something happens. But when you are living a faith life, when something comes, you are going to be bold and you are going to have confidence. Why? Because faith has already won. Matthew chapter 21 verse 21. And Jesus answered them, Truly I say unto you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what 
uh, what has been done to this fig tree. But even if you say to the mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. So what is he saying when you have faith? You are going to talk to things and they will listen to you. And it will not end up with that. You will talk to mountains. In other words, big things. And you will tell them, be removed. This is the confidence we must have as Christians. This is the confidence we must have with our children. This is the confidence we must have about employment. This is the confidence we must have in our businesses. This is the confidence we must have in our workplaces. This is the confidence we must have everywhere where we go to say, if I say something, it comes to pass. If I say something, it comes to pass. My power is in my faith. My power is in my confession of faith. My power is in my action of faith. Therefore, doubt is fought by faith. 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 Faith is important. Fight. A fight of faith ensures that the outcome is going to be in your favor. It's coming to pass. It is an enablement of great achievements in the kingdom of God. You want to do things in the kingdom of God. You can't do them by faith. Because if you don't have faith, you are going to give up. You know, I've been at it. I've been in the ministry now for 30-something years. Do you understand? I would have given up a long time ago if there was no faith. But what keeps me going? The Bible says so. I said, the Bible says so. It is written, it will come to pass. I said, it is written, it will come to pass. John 3, uh, John chapter 3, verse 5. Unless a person is born of water and by God's spirit, he cannot go into the kingdom of God. Jesus is teaching this text about the reality of the kingdom citizenship. We are a citizen of heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. Have faith on it. Have faith about what he's saying about you. You belong to the kingdom of heaven. You were born into the kingdom of power. You are not of the kingdom of this world. So don't be tumbled in the kingdom or in the things of this world. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven overcomes every other kingdom that is on earth. And you are the representative of the kingdom of heaven. You have to believe who you are and act who you are and speak who you are. Jesus is describing you are the citizen of heaven. You have been born into the citizen uh, into the citizenship of heaven. Are you with me this morning? So faith brings spiritual reality to the men, uh, mentality reality. So what you think faith brings into reality, into your thinking, 
everything that is in the spiritual realm. In other words, when you are reading it, you are hearing the spirituality about who you are. So faith takes what you are reading and brings it into your mind and works with your faculties in your body to say this is who you are. And you fight a fight to say that's who I am because the word of God has made me to be this. The word of God is saying I am this. So without faith, it is impossible to bring the will of God into your daily lifestyle. We must be living a lifestyle of the will of God. What is the will of God? The will of God is for you to prosper. The will of God is to reward you. What does Hebrews chapter 11 say? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is saying he is your rewarder. It's not your company where you are working for. It is not your business. It is not your husband. It is God who rewards you. It's not your wife who rewards you. Your rewarder is God. This is why you are totally responsible of your life. No one else is responsible of your life. As long as you begin to live a lifestyle that pleases God, faith comes. And when faith comes, God is going to reward you. I want to be rewarded by God. Amen. Faith needs diligence. If you are not diligent, you cannot live a life of faith. This is why every believer must fight this fight of faith. A lifestyle of faith is a life that operates in the system of God and has put uh, the system God has put in place. That's the lifestyle of faith. Lifestyle of faith will produce results. Let me give you a, a, a testimony. We've been looking for a church building. You know, it's been years. We've been looking for a church building for quite some time. And we go to this building. We don't have enough money. We go to this building. Something goes wrong. We go to this building. You know, I go to a place where I was now getting tired. And my faith began to rise. And I said, I will fight a fight of faith. I will not give up. Do you know, on Friday, I, I made an offer of a business, of a build, of a land, which is four hectares. Who would have thought of that? Huh? We've been looking at small things, and God is saying, I have big things. Four hectares. Do you know how many, uh, the other ones, it's, it's called acres. Ten acres. Four hectares is ten acres. What do you think we are going to do there? And then my, my faith uh, was small. And then I said, oh, now all this land. Uh, then we put a small church on the corner. Huh? Uh, and then I say, my faith began to say, you got the land. You Come on, stretch your mind and look at the biggest structure which you can build. Because it is not us who build, it's him that does the building. Are you listening to me? Amen. In that place, we got it half the price. I took some people and I was showing them prices. And this one, we got it half the price. What happened? 
faith will come to pass. I said, faith will come to pass. Amen. Faith will come to pass. Amen. And we don't even have half of the money which the, the, the money which they asked for, but we signed. Do you understand? It's ours. This week, they are going to be giving me a contract saying, here you are, here is your land. And we start going to work on it. Do you understand? But it took how many years? If I had had people who come in and talk and say, oh, you know, we were in your church, now you still have, you are still renting. Look, we now have a small piece of, you know, a small land there. <laughs> and people will look and say, Pastor, you see, we are not going anywhere. Who said I am going at your pace? Do you understand? Don't listen to people. People will make you give up your vision and you will circle for less. And yet God has something big for you. I want you to begin to stretch your mind today. Why stretch your mind? Because God has something great for you. God is expecting you to live a lifestyle of faith. And a lifestyle of faith is going to open doors for you. All the doors that are closed are going to be opened. Why are they opened? Because you are living a lifestyle of faith. They just shall live by faith. They just shall live by his faith. From today forth when we leave this place, we have a measure of faith in us. We have a measure of faith in us. And we are going to let loose that measure of faith. We are going to live a lifestyle of faith. We are going to hear what the word of God says and we believe it. We act upon it. We act upon it. If it says so, it is circled. That's a lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith is a life of exploits. If you haven't lived a lifestyle of exploits, start expecting it from today forth. I have just come to release it. I said, I've just come to release it today. Amen. This morning, I came to release it. Amen. If there were difficulties you were going through, they are of the past. Amen. And how do they go? By a lifestyle of faith. They don't go by touch, touch, touch. They go by the lifestyle of faith. They don't go by you buying lots of water bottles, holy water, lots of holy oils. No. They go by the lifestyle of faith. They don't go by a one-to-one -one with prophet so and so. They go by a lifestyle of faith. They don't go by you taking a lot of money to the church. They go by a lifestyle of faith. Make up your mind to live a lifestyle of faith. And you are going to see how faith is going to open doors. If there are diseases, they are going to just go. Why? Because faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by If you have no faith, he has no pleasure in you. Faith is everything. Faith is the door to the grace of God. 
Faith is the door to everything God has. You cannot enter in without faith. Let me give you an example as I finish. If I give someone a Maserati, you know the car Maserati, you know, the, it's one of the most noisiest cars in the world. You know, brrr, makes so much noise. If I give you the keys to a Maserati, those keys give you ownership of the car. You can go around telling people, I have a Maserati. I have a Maserati. Look at the keys. But you can never experience the Maserati until you go where it's parked and open the door and get in. Faith is the door, is the key that opens the door of what God has for you. Amen. So instead of a Maserati, think, desire. Yesterday we were taught about the desire. You have to desire it. Whatever you desire, if you don't have the keys to it, you can't have it. But when you have the keys to it, you can have it. So we have given you how to live a lifestyle of faith. When we come back next year for another conference, we want to see that lifestyle of faith that has produced results in your lives. The lifestyle of faith is guaranteed. It's a seal that it will come to pass. So what do we need to do? Fight a good fight of faith. Maybe there is someone in our midst this morning who says, Pastor, I want the lifestyle of faith. Or oh, you are watching me. You want the lifestyle of faith. How do you get the lifestyle of faith? He has given you a measure of faith. What is that measure of faith? To believe him. To believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That he died for your sins. That God raised him from the dead. And that right 